Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off a $50 purchase on their website and app. Use promo code BSN10 to save $10 off a $50 purchase for all your parties and have it delivered straight to your door. Let's jump into the show. Welcome into the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. As always, I'm Nathan. He's AJ. We are here going to talk about some of the best goalies in the league. Last week, we talked about some of the best contracts. Here, we're going to throw that out the window a little bit and just talk about the best players. As a bit of preparation for that GM draft we have coming up, AJ, are you excited for the upcoming draft? And how about getting into some goalies here today? Uh, I'm actually really excited to get that draft going, man. I'm I'm fascinated to see how everybody approaches it and what all they what all they look to do, uh, what what they prioritize, and um, you know, it's just what's what's their idea of building a team from the ground up. You got no players, you got no money spent. What's your approach? And how do you make a starting lineup? So I think it's going to be uh, a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I'm excited for it too. I'm sure there's going to be a, a wide range of strategies going into it to to get the most out of a team. One position on teams that turns out is maybe the most important is goalies, despite I, I don't expect anyone to take one too high in the draft. Let's start at the bottom of our list. We have our, our lists of top five goalies in the NHL right now. Who's your number five? Uh, right now, I have uh, Pecorine. Okay. I just think that, you know, he's... <clears throat> he took a bit of a step back last year, but he just keeps getting the job done. He does. Uh, and you know, you can criticize him as a playoff goaltender and that's all perfectly fair, but guy gets you there, I guess. Yeah. You know? he, <laughs> he certainly is a beast in the regular season for them. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, he's a strong, strong goalie for his entire career. 
Mm-hmm. He just has never quite been able to get over the hump in the playoffs. Yeah, and the one time he did, they went to the Stanley Cup Finals. So, right, exactly. You know, uh, it's it's kind of cruel that way. But that's that's at the same time, like that's goaltending. You're talking about small sample sizes. What happens in five games? You know, yeah. six games, or yeah. you know, if you play a couple of rounds, at most you're talking about like twenty ish games. Uh, it's it's hard to do at the high at the absolute highest level. There's a reason that only one or two ever really come out of the playoffs looking like, hey, that guy was really good that year. <laughs> For sure. It's it's interesting that you put him at number five because I actually went kind of the opposite of that. Another older goalie, but I put Tuka Rask at five because of his playoff performances. I have Tuka at seven. I had Ben Bishop and Tuka Rask just on the outside. Okay. And Rask is Rask is a guy that I really like. Um, I strongly contemplated him, but just could not. It. I. I think. I think the regular seasons have just been a little too inconsistent for me. I. I get that too. I don't even know if I'd call it inconsistency, but the past couple of years, his numbers have been trending in the wrong direction in the regular season. He's not getting any younger <laughs> that side of his game. It certainly does seem like things are catching up to him a little bit, but then he goes and puts up a nine thirty four in the playoffs and gets Bruins to the Stanley cup final. So, I mean, he's been, he's had an amazing career. Yeah. Uh, when we talk about goaltenders uh, and all time goaltenders, I'm really curious when it's all said and done with Tuka Rask, kind of where we, where we put him. Because he has been so good throughout his career and so consistent. Yeah. And my my issues with his inconsistency is like you look at the end game numbers, you know, in, in 2017-18, he was he had that he had a, a 917 save percentage, and I'm like, oh, what's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> but he was so bad early in the season. Right. That it was, you know, it cost it cost Boston. And like you can't just punt as a goaltender, you know, half of a season. It's it's the abs are very intimate with that concept, right? Like you, you know, you can't just disappear for twenty five games and then be like, okay, well, my numbers were good at the end. Yeah. Uh, on the one hand, I agree with you. On the other hand. There's three goalies currently active in the NHL with a significant sample size that have save percentages above 920, and he's one of them. Yeah. Granted, a lot of that is when he was younger, Mm -hmm. but he's been that caliber of goalie for a long, long time and certainly can still be that in the playoffs at least, or as you said, for stretches of the season. Maybe he can't do it all the time anymore, though. Yeah, and so emotionally volatile. I'm surprised yeah. it's how he's he's held up as well as he has. It's been very impressive for him. On the other side, you have you have Rene, who isn't really that volatile though. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of a more of an ice man in net from what I've seen. But fun to watch though, flopping all over the place and yeah, <laughs> wildly out of position, makes spectacular saves. But at the end of the day, he stops the puck at at such a rate that is very high end. He is 36. I think he does. He turn 37 this summer at at the start of the season. He turns 37. So 
that was a little bit of a concern for me. That's why I left him just outside mm-hmm. my top five. I just, I, that next contract for him is going to be a really interesting one. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I would worry more about the aging if his last several seasons hadn't all been, you know, his Strong. last, his yeah. last poor season. Uh, was 2013-14, although 15-16 was certainly underwhelming. Not his best, yeah. Uh, but his last, like, poor season was 13-14. And since then, you know, he won a Besna two years ago. Yeah. And uh, followed it up with a 918 this year. I just, Pecorine is a guy that I would absolutely go to hockey war with. And I think we're going to see a lot of that as we start moving up this list is <laughs> consistency is just incredibly important for top end goalies. You can be an incredible goalie on any given night. Andrew Hammond had 50 save shutout in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You can't do it consistently. You're not going to be in that elite echelon. It's it's really the big thing when you talk about goaltending in the NHL. You can either pick a guy that's very high-end, has very high-end capabilities, or a guy that has crazy consistency. Yeah. Getting both is extraordinarily difficult. And if you get it, hold on to that thing forever. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so we can move into the number four here. I have Ben Bishop at four. I, you said he was on the outside of your list. I, mm-hmm. The reason I have him there is is because of that consistency. He has been very solidly in that nine high nine teens to low nine twenties area for a lot of his career. He did just put up a career year this year, which mm-hmm. which helps as well. And another guy who who has a strong uh, NHL playoff numbers. Yeah, he there's such a good case for him. Uh, he is, he really has been great the last couple of years in Dallas and really, I mean, when healthy, cause you know, injuries for a long time just seem to constantly plague him. They do. Yeah. But when healthy, I mean, he is just rock solid. Big yeah, guy I... gets in front of pucks, does everything that you want. Kind of a, kind of a punk when it comes to. <laughs> Definitely a little certain bit. aspects of his game. Yep. But if he was on my team, I'd love it. Guy you love to hate kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> One of those guys that rubs you the wrong way because he gets after your your guys a little bit. But if he was one of your guys, you'd you'd eat it up. You'd be like, oh sure. my god, this is amazing. Right. <laughs> it's it's tough for me to to place some goalies. Mm-hmm. When you're Ben Bishop in the first part of his career before coming to Dallas, he played behind Tampa Bay. And when you get to play behind Tampa Bay, your numbers usually look good. (laughs) Yeah. um, They've got a long history of that now. Right. I mean, they've been they've been good. They've had good teams for a while now, so uh, not a huge surprise there, but. Uh, I think I think he's you know like I said I had him just on the outside, yeah. Um, the recency bias wasn't quite enough for me to push him in there, for sure. But I, definitely a guy that I I flip flopped hard on uh, with with uh, Renee and Bishop. 
and yeah, it's I I think we'll see more differences in this in this list than we might in some of the lists later on, just because of the volatility of the position. There, yeah. There's a lot of ways you can look at goalies and and pick your favorites. Yeah, it's it's hard because and and for for the record, I've I've considered contract not at all in this. Yeah, same. Uh, totally irrelevant. Does not matter to me at all in this conversation. Um, but it's it's more age, current ability, track record, things like that. So that's why my number four, uh, I had Bobrovsky. Yeah, he's in my top five as well. But I I don't I would have a really hard time not having him somewhere in your top five for sure. <clears throat> it, it, I think so too. Um, it's, it is recency bias, but after his playoff performance this year, that was his one big issue. It was he never showed up in the playoffs, and he finally did that, and it's like okay, he's good, he's doing everything now. Yeah, and he was just okay in the regular season, like he was around league average this year. Yeah, and then he was a stud in the postseason, right? And that comes after uh, a career of being very, very good in the regular season, and as you had mentioned, not good in the postseason. Yeah, he had multiple years of sub nine hundred <laughs> save percentage in the postseason before this year, so. Yeah. It it was definitely a little dicey on whether he was going to ever be able to perform there, and he finally got it together this year and, and put up good numbers. Beyond that, he is uh, a horse. We've talked yeah. about the league moving towards their starter playing less and less. The past three years, Borowski's played over 60 games for Columbus, so he can go out there and do it every single night. Yeah, he's one of those, uh, and that's that's an issue that he had for a little while there was durability. Uh, and in the last couple of years, he's just been a beast. Columbus yeah. has leaned very heavily on him and he responded. Well, he's that rare breed of guy that you, the harder that, that, that you work him, the, the better he produces. Yeah, absolutely. It's as long as he doesn't break, it's a good yeah. trait to have as a goalie, but and it's I, always a thin line there, right? Yeah, like, right. It's a very thin line. The <laughs> thin line because you're like, oh, you know, played him one, two game, one game too many, and he breaks down, and you're like, oh, man, shouldn't have done that. And hindsight's super easy, but you never really know where that line is. Uh, I think Columbus the last couple of years has done a good job right in that 60, mid-60s range. Yeah. Not Being pushing like, oh, too much. Yeah, yeah. like. This is as hard as we're going to go. We're, right. we're going to gear this down now. Yeah. And I, he rewarded them with a great postseason. And I, for one, am really, really interested to see how it goes with him in Florida. Because if they yeah. if they get the goalie they think they're going to, that is such a playoff sleeper down there. Right. And, I mean, I know for <laughs> this we didn't include contract. But for Florida, given the contract they gave him, he <laughs> needs to be that guy. <laughs> he needs to be a Vesna guy. For them, right. given yeah. the contract that they gave him. When you so. give a guy seven years and $70 million <laughs> at the most volatile position in the game. Yeah. At already at age 30, like you are <laughs> banking on everything going well <laughs> with that guy. You are totally sold on that guy being your hoss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do want to get into a couple of guys that are off of my list here, but first... We do have that bar crawl coming up this Friday for uh, all of the BSN Denver people will be there, I think, or at least uh, most of them. A good portion of us will be, and as of today, we switched it and made it free. 
well, there you go. Now it's free. Yeah. Everybody wins. So show up for that. And in tandem with that, I also want to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, which I've been talking about for a while now, is the world famous Avalanche, which is their classic American amber ale. That's what I used to drink before they just released the new beer, Strawberry Sky, that you guys i'm sure already have tried and love for you beer enthusiasts out there that haven't tried it they're calling this a light-hearted kolsch ale and for those of you who don't know what that means it's that light delicious summer beer that you've been looking for so look for the strawberry sky at your local liquor store or any other breckenridge brewery and make sure you also look out for the breckenridge event calendar where you can find that bar crawl on friday on bsndenver.com you can rsvp on there to let us know you're coming and you can drink breck beers with us when you get there so come on out for that i'm sure it's going to be a great time i'm planning on being there as well so should be fun so who you already kind of mentioned who was off of your list the guy i had at sixth was Braden holpe you know i have him a little down it's been a couple of years now for him it has the past two years were down made me nervous is that multiple years now uh, how how much longer of a leash do you get until you're like, oh man, this is Corey Schneider all over again? Yeah, it's. I don't think it's quite there. I mean, Holby, he put a nine oh seven in seventeen eighteen, which was pretty rough. But he got back up to nine eleven this year. That's not great. But you're in the ballpark of league average at least. Yeah, for sure. And and it just the highs were. I mean, multiple. Uh, nine twenty seasons. Yeah, like his entire career was nine twenty seasons. Right, it, and and then is this the know. cliff? Is kind of the worry, right? Yeah, it's it's where it's just like, look, like you you're running that high of a caliber for that long of a time. It's very very hard to do. Uh, and so I had him just on the outside there. Um, he's probably somewhere in my top ten. Yeah, you can uh, you can that, see ten range, but. It, you can see by now that I value the playoff stats a little bit more, I think. Yeah, which, I mean, he's been amazing in the postseason, and there's no taking that away. Um, it's just that how much harder do you have to work in the postseason because you were bad in the regular season or because you were mediocre or lackluster or whatever, where you're fighting uphill and you have to be exceptional to make up some of the ground. Yeah, and. It- that's that's why I try to balance the two out, especially uh, a guy like Holpe is a lot easier, though, because there's an extensive playoff track record and right. not just him getting in there. A handful of games. Yeah, playing there. five yeah. games at a time. <laughs> right. Or <laughs> you never know. You, you can easily just get a guy on a bad week. Yeah. We are like, ah, oh, well, shoot. Another guy that... I had just off my list is uh, Frederick Anderson with the Leafs. Yeah. And I know it's kind of up in the air on, on how good people think he actually is, but you look at his recent numbers and he is incredibly consistent. 919, 918, 918, 917. So you know what you're getting out of him. 
All right, going to pay some bills now, and we're going to start with some game-changing coffee. StravaCraft is a CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. The reviews are incredible, so make sure that you check them out. The CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It has helped decrease anxiety, you name it. CBD is all-natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use promo code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. All right, some technical difficulties there. Sorry about that. We are back here for the second segment. It was a decent leaving off point anyway. We were talking about Frederick Anderson, and it's an interesting situation where he has been very consistent, but he hasn't had the high-end level play. Yeah, he's been solid. Right. And kind of kind of in the Jonathan Quick model for me, where it's more consistency than high-end. Although, yeah. I mean, Quick had the one, like, insane wire-to-wire season. Right. That first Kings Cup. And then he had, like, a decent year. Uh, and then had one of uh, one of the worst, yeah, postseasons by a cup winning goaltender ever. Yeah, it's <clears throat> the thing I like with Freddie is is he's had this consistency over multiple teams now because he was doing it at the end of his time in Anaheim as well. Yeah, so I don't think it's a situation where he's getting carried by by a quality team in front of him as much and. Yeah. Let's let's be real, Toronto's defense isn't the best. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, but he was someone that was that was off of my list and we can get up into the higher parts of our lists here in this segment, but I did want to talk about the Anton Lindholm signing today. I know it's a little off topic, but it's Avs news, so we should probably hit on it. Uh AJ, I think we're both a little confused by this deal it didn't make a ton of sense to me and, and I not sure how it really fits with what the abs have. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, this is one of those ones where the people who aren't paying close attention are like, Matt, what's the big deal? He'll help out the Eagles and it'll be fine. But it's <laughs> like, at some point you need to be using your AHL team for development. And when a guy's not developing, he's taking up space. Right, exactly. And it's fine to have a couple of veterans around. You do need that in your AHL farm system. Absolutely. You need guys around that are like quality guys, good pros, understand, you know, how to be a professional and can kind of set the tone and can kind of help your newly minted professional guys kind of grow into that and learn the ropes and learn what it's all about and, and kind of figure that out while also improving, but you also don't want so many of them that you're committed to them. Right. Like you're giving those guys big roles, you know, coming into the season, you maybe AJ Greer, Martin Cout, Logan O'Connor, Shane Bowers, uh, Nick Henry. You'd like to see those guys get more significant ice time. You know, Andrew Agazino's out of there, so somebody's got to take his place. Well, they, they went out into free agency. They signed TJ Tynan, and they signed yeah. Jason Megna, which was totally fine. Sure. 
getting a couple of those guys is is perfectly acceptable. But then they also gave an AHL deal to Eric Condra yesterday. Yep. And now half of your top six is devoted to guys old with guys. no NHL future. Right. Like guys who you are paying to be Eagles specifically. Yeah. Right. And you're like, okay, well, maybe there's not a lot of legitimate, like real top six talent in that mix. Um, that's fine. Okay. But when you look at the defense, the defense is where they had all the bodies. Yeah. They already were loaded and they'd already made a trade for Jacob McDonald. Then they went out and they settled Daniel Reno. They already had Mark alt. Yep. They were, they're going to get somebody from the NHL roster. There are nine guys on the NHL roster right now. And, and you're that's trying to not fit Awash and Timmons into that lineup uh, every night. Yeah. And you're getting somebody from color from, from Denver. We'll be going up to Loveland. Right. Whether it be Barbario or Connaughton or Rosen or Graves, at least one of those guys, probably Ryan Graves, is going to be headed there. And then when Ian Cole gets healthy, you know, probably another one of those guys, especially if Bowen Byram hangs around. Right. Then you're talking about maybe, you know, maybe Graves and Rosen and Barbario all make their way to the Eagles this season. Right. You're talking about having so many defensemen that, you barely even have room for a Connor Timmons. And I'm sure they'll find a way to get Timmons in the lineup. I know they're very high on him, but you essentially have one development spot for your entire decor on in your AHL roster. And not only do I not love that, if they went out and signed Lindholm to a one-year deal and said, look, you can be our seventh defenseman in the AHL, fine, whatever. But they did it for two. So yeah. they have to deal with this problem again next year. Well, and, and giving a guy a two year deal says that they're not planning on making this guy in his seventh to anything. Exactly. Right. I agree with that too. They, it seems like they want to play him and based on his play last year, that's just not justifiable to me. Well, that's, that's the frustrating part about it is like Lindholm showed some serious promise when he came over. We were all really curious. Okay, well, he gets all these NHL games. All right, he's way too limited to be a full-time NHL guy. All right, well, he needs to refocus and be in the AHL. Does not do that. Is not good in the AHL last year. Gets rewarded with a two-year deal. I tell you what, the upside in this is that Anton Lindholm goes back to being the solid player that we think he, he should be at that level. But even then, you're still talking about four guys that you drafted that you have used draft picks on three guys that you use draft picks on need to find minutes. Right. And Connor Timmons, Nick Malosh and Josh Anderson. Now, obviously Malosh and Timmons are the much higher priority. Those are higher upside guys that you'd like to see making NHL debuts sooner than later. Uh, Josh Anderson spent most of his first year of his ELC down in the ECHL. I mean, all of it really. He played one AHL game. Yeah. And it's, What's the plan there? And if and if you're already burying him like that, why did you even bother giving him an ELC? Exactly. And and it's not just that. You're looking at pushing out potentially another player on an NHL deal to the ECHL now with this signing of Lindholm. Or maybe it ends up being Kevin Davis, which he's on an AHL deal. It's a bit of a different situation, but he was far better than Lindholm was last year. Well, and, and they're already going to do that. I mean, you look at him right now. They've got Timmons, Malosh, Anderson, McDonald, Lindholm, all in Reno. 
Right. And, and, and then Davis. And that's without adding the guys from the NHL that get pushed down. Right. And so add two of those guys in there. And you, you can't have, you can't you, run 10 defensemen. Right. You're nine guys. Yeah. So and it's, it's like, Hey, if, if it ends up being, if, if the minutes end up being Malosh and, and Timmons are getting top four minutes, like strong top four minutes playing at least 18, 19 minutes a night each. That's what I care about. Yeah. But, that's what I agree. But beyond that, I mean, this, the, the sudden influx of bodies at the position. Yeah. It's, it's like they were so frustrated at the end of last season when they had nobody on that blue line that could move a puck that they have overreacted. I agree, but also Lindholm was one of those dudes that couldn't move a puck. So Yeah, but they're they're comfortable with him and they're like, hey, we gave you, you know, okay, well, hey, your Connor Timmons is gonna be healthy. That'll be one thing. You know, I think they're probably looking at McDonald as another guy. Hey, he's he's been very productive in the AHL the last two years. Uh that's a guy that we think he's gonna be able to move pucks and and create offense for us as well. And then and then you also balance that. Yeah, it I I understand filling the role. You need injury depth, I get it. But you could have given Mason Geertsen an AHL contract to do the exact same thing for you. And he scored twice as many points as Lindholm did last year. Yeah. Yeah, the the Lindholm production in the AHL was just brutal. It's hard to explain how inept you have to be offensively. <laughs> to not find your way to points. Yeah, I, I mean, he has the three goals in North America across 200 games almost. That's, yeah. You just, there's no scoring there at all. I, I mean, <laughs> that's just not enough. There's no offense uh, at all. And I remember his first, the first time I ever saw him play live, he had the worst slap shot I'd ever seen. <laughs> and it's better now, but it's not meaningful. Like it's yeah. not it's not a weapon in any that way. That thing isn't scoring. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's it is a really weird decision, man. It really is. It's a very weird decision. Uh and the the concern is well, who's losing out on the ice time? Right. Because again, if it's Timmons and Malosh and I guess maybe even Josh Anderson getting the the bulk of the minutes there. Then I'm really not going to be yeah. that upset about it. I agree with it. I agree with that. But as you said, that second year makes me think that's not what's going to happen. Right. Well, and Milosh and Timmons both on the right side, as is Mark Alt, who was their captain last year and kind of a do-it-all guy for them. Yeah. <sighs> that I makes think. me think one of these guys is getting relegated to a third pairing where they're going to have to play next to Lindholm. Right. You know, because right now you're looking at you maybe Mark Alton, Anton Lindholm is your top pairing, and then you've got Connor Timmons and Jacob McDonald, and then uh, Nick Malosh and Renouf. Sure, and that's not great. That's no, not what you want. You really want not. minutes dispersed to the guys who you're trying to get ready for NHL jobs. They need to be your priority in your development system. I understand you have to put on a competitive product on the ice would especially because it's the Eagles they've got that history you're trying not to screw that up 
You're trying to build more of a, of a winning tradition with your AHL club. So you're taking that part of it seriously. Okay. But you need to give your prospects minutes. You need to give your prospects priority because those are the guys you're investing in to help your NHL club down the road. And you can't ill prepare those guys for the NHL and then call them up to the NHL and be like, wow, this guy's really not ready. Yeah. Well, the guy's playing 16 minutes a night down in the AHL instead of 22. It's because you didn't get him ready. (laughs) Right. Like it's, it becomes, and it becomes a perpetual circle of self, uh, you know, self-prophesized failures. Yeah. It's, it just feeds into the beast. The incompetence feeds incompetence. That's what it does. Exactly. You make the one mistake with the one guy and then, okay, it turns into three guys and it turns into six guys. And pretty soon you haven't had a first, uh, a post first round pick be a meaningful prospect for you in a decade. It's right. And and every organization makes mistakes or fails to develop guys. Absolutely. I, I accept that, but it's when you make that mistake repeatedly and don't show that you've learned anything from it and continue to do the same thing again and again and again. And you get the same result every single time. It's insanity. The definition. It's, it's incompetence. Yeah. It, it's not good in any way, shape or form. What I can tell you though, is proper development would definitely be game changing. So I got to tell you about some game changing man. Off here. That was a, that was a pretty decent one. My man. <laughs> Strava craft is the CBD enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible. So be sure to check them out. This CBD infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It has helped decrease anxiety. You name it. CBD is all natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty and we could not recommend it more for to our listeners check it out for yourself today and receive 20 percent off when you use code bsn 2019 at checkout and you'll get it shipped straight to your door also game changing not as related to the abs right now but goaltending we talked about anderson we talked about our fifth and fourth picks on to number three we kind of already talked about bobrovsky for me who is your number three uh, my number three, I carry price. Okay. And I struggled with where to put price because I think word of mouth wise, I think he's been way overrated by hockey fans in general who are just like, Gary price is amazing. Yeah. I didn't have him in my top five. So, <laughs> right. But then you go and you look at the guy's career and you're like, dude, are you serious with this? <laughs> you know, cause yeah. he had a nine eighteen last year. And that's solid, especially on a team that had the defensive issues it did. Uh, and then before that, he was the 900 goalie. And that's the issue with Price, is that there are those random eggs in there. Right. But 923, 934, 933, 927, like, the guys had two poor years in since 2012. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, go back to 2009, 2010. He's had two poor years since then. I mean, it's he's so so good and while the 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 930s haven't been there the last couple of years and of course one of those I'm kind of cheating cuz he only played 12 games but <laughs> um the the year before he had 66 games played 196 goals against average and a 933 save percentage like his high end is incredible 
and he's shown that his low end is not so low that Montreal is is a losing franchise. Uh, I I think Price is my what I'm looking for in my combination of high end and consistency because the poor years just haven't been frequent enough. And even then, like even last year, a 918 in 66 games played, I watched more Montreal games than I probably had any business watching. And so I'm probably biased a little bit by watching how blah I thought their defense was and how I thought Price really bailed them out significantly. But it's my top five list, and that's what I get to decide on. Yeah, it's... I think there is a very good case to have him in the top five. My concern is the injuries he's had. Way fair. Since those injuries has been the downturn, the 923, the 918. That was good. Very good goalie. One of the better goalies in the NHL. Is it top five? Boy, I don't think it is. And I don't think he can get back to that 930 player that he was. And Even that's if he gets to the 925. Now. I think... I think it's more likely he gets to a 925 next year than Ben Bishop. Boy, I don't know if I'm convinced on that one. So just given their careers and their ceilings and what we've seen from them, Carey Price getting to a 925 wouldn't be like world earth shattering. You know, it would be like. Sure. It wouldn't blow another solid away. Like year for him and in, in what's been a fantastic career. Yeah, you're not wrong. I, I think this year will be kind of telling for where Carey Price's career is heading from here. It, does he put up a 925 or above, or you know, does he come in at another middling 918, 917-ish performance? And if he does that, then you're saying, boy, that contract, <laughs> it's something. Yeah, and again, like, did not right. consider contracts in it, this. Right. So, uh, Certainly, excluding the contract. Again, I think he's one of the better goalies in the NHL. Just not yeah. quite enough. His maybe it's recency bias a bit, but I just can't put him in the top five. When we do when we do the draft this weekend, uh, where Carey Price goes is one of my top three like things that I, I will, be, <laughs> yeah. will personally be keeping an eye on. For sure, uh, that's one of those things where I am like I'm like I've got to see it. I've got to I I have to know. <laughs> how somebody values this guy. Yeah. I I think all the goalies top end ones will be very interesting to me on, on who's yeah. willing to take that jump and pull the trigger early. Yeah. I'm super, I'm super expecting somebody with like the seventh pick. They've lost out on all the centers they wanted and they don't want to start yeah. with the defenseman and they're like, screw it. Price. <laughs> like taking, I'm taking Vasilevsky. This is over. I'm done. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling that guy might be someone that we talk about in our next segment. (laughs) You know, I've got this funny feeling he might be. (laughs) So we will go ahead and and move towards segment two here. Just wanted to cover the news of Anton Lindholm first. Before we do jump into segment two, though, I do need to pay a bill or two here. And I need to tell you about the Green Solution, which has 17 Colorado locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. Get on your phone right now. Go to their website, mygreensolution.com. Order your flour, concentrates, edibles, and topicals online and 
head to the closest green solution for pickup. You can also use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. And we will see you in segment three for the top two goalies in the league. Third and final segment of the BSN Avalanche podcast. We're talking about the top goalies in the NHL. I'm Nathan. He's AJ. We're into the top two. This is the guys that, to me, really stand out as a goaltender that if you have this guy, you want to keep him for the rest of his career, basically. Number two, for me, it's John Gibson, the guy we've talked about before with a great contract to boot. AJ, who do you got? John Gibson. Okay. I think we probably agree on the top two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Gibson, uh, he would push for one if he hadn't had the injury issues that he's had. It seems like he's always nursing something. Yep. I agree. And that, that gives me the only pause that I absolutely could ever imagine having with this dude, because otherwise. Ooh, he is. The real deal. His career low in the NHL is a nine fourteen, and that's in a year where he was a backup. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's everything that you want out of a goaltender. He's got good size, good athleticism. I, I guess that's it. That's all I want out of a goaltender. <laughs> no argument on those two. Things. List over. He's yeah. in his twenties, like. He's super dope. I don't know what else to say. It's it's weird analyzing goaltenders because it's like he stops the puck at a rate higher than everybody else. Even on last year's atrocious Ducks team, yeah. he had a 917 save percentage. Right. It's And I think that's a good point to make because if you look at his year's numbers, they don't look great. But when you put them into the context of a Ducks team that was just shattered – in every way imaginable, and he dragged them to not being the worst team in the league. Yeah, I mean, look at look at what Jonathan Quick did behind that atrocious Kings team. Right, in eight eighty eight save percentage, he cratered, <laughs> and everybody's willing to just wave it off and be like, "Well, well, the team in front of him was terrible." Like, yeah, it was, but so is he. <laughs> Maybe maybe this has turned into my uh, public uh, uh, ability to knock Jonathan Quick down a peg at every opportunity. But the point the point really is is that John Gibson is is awesome, and yeah. he is you know if if NHL players are ever allowed to go back to the Olympics, he is the United States goaltender. I don't even think it's close, is it? <laughs> I'd have to look, but I mean, USA goalies have been the real deal for years now. Who, they've been I, they've produced quite the pipeline. And I mean, I guess by the time we go back, it might be Spencer Knight. <laughs> Spencer Knight, that's my so, man. That'd be an interesting battle: Spencer Knight versus John Gibson for the USA position versus Jake Ottinger because he's coming too. Nah, not the biggest fan. Get out. <laughs> You Ottinger haters. Well, all the BU that we've watched over the last couple of years, I really don't blame you. <laughs> I'm still yeah. I'm still in love with draft year Ottinger, and so I'm just pretending the last two years just didn't happen. They're fake, not real. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like the opposite of recency bias. There you go. Historic whatever that is. Whatever. Yeah. Prospect um, bias. Draft yeah. year bias. <laughs> 
the BU is bad now bias. Yeah, there you go. I like that one. That's a good one. The BU is bad now bias. Done. Sort of rolls off the tongue, but also takes a little too long to say. I'm fine with it. It's fine. It's fine. There you go. So when Jake Ottinger's a stud, that's that'll be why. Uh, Hopefully not too soon with uh, with with Dallas there. Yeah, yeah, that'd be uh, be okay if it, it didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, well, for Gibson, I guess the big question I have with him is what happens when he gets on a team that can make it past the first round of the playoffs consistently. The Ducks did do it once, but. You've seen a bunch of incredible years out of him, and then they lose in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. I'd love to see what he does in the postseason, man. Like, in a in a long, long run, we've only seen him in one multi-round playoff run with the Ducks, yep. and he exactly. did really well in it. Yeah, he's very solid 9-19 across 16 games. It's... I don't know if he'll be doing that anytime soon in Anaheim, but I really don't know what to make of that team. Yeah. You know, we've talked about it sort of touch and go here and there talking about the Pacific and some of the other teams. I just don't know. They've got so much young talent that I like that I'm, I'm hesitant to write them off. Yeah. To write them off when I think you have a, I think you have a a solid defense, a great goaltender and enough talent up front to still score goals and be dangerous. Cause I mean, let's be real between uh, Silverberg and, and Getzlaff and Raquel and Kasha. You're talking about guys that uh, can, can still do work. You know, Henrique is still a solid NHL player. Yep. Worth the contract and all that, you know, do we definitely worthy a worthy debate there, but then you also have, you know, you have the, uh, the Lundestrom and Max Jones and Sam Steele and, uh, Max Comtois, you know, lots of, lots of really, really intriguing young talent that you raise the eyebrows a little bit at. It does. I, uh, my concern is they need that young talent to be their elite top end scoring immediately. Yep. They have none with the complete cratering of Corey Perry gets still very strong, but getting older, hasn't been able to stay healthy. Yeah. To be fair, having John Gibson means maybe they don't need to score quite as much. They definitely don't, uh, but they also don't have the defense that they used to. Yeah, that's true. You know, they've they've somehow boxed themselves into Cam Fowler, Hampus Lindholm, Josh Manson, which we've talked a lot on this podcast about how I think three stud defensemen and then fill in specific roles with specific uh, skill sets after that is yep. really the ideal way to go. Yeah. Uh, but there's a legitimate question about, you know, how good those guys really are. You know, Josh Manson's always been an analytics darling, but if he's going to be an analytics darling and score 30 points, that's great. If he's going to be an analytics darling and score 15 points, that's and- less impactful. It's definitely a little bit of a what if with them too, because you said this before where you look at all the defensemen, they moved out and you pick up those guys and you say, this is a better decor than they have. Yeah. 
I mean, really, you can make that argument. If you go so, through and you stack up all the guys that they moved out of there, you might have a you might have a better defense than what they have sitting around. So maybe that's not going to help Gibson going forward, but the Ducks are certainly going to be leaning on him when it comes to that. The number one goalie for me, and I, I'm assuming you have the same guy because it's hard not to put the Vesna winner there. He has a very good team in front of him. However, does he? I, <laughs> <laughs> the defense did not get better this offseason. I'll say that. Yeah. And obviously this is Andre Vasilevsky that we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He won the Vesna. He's still very young at just 24 in his three starting seasons. He's posted a 917, a 920, and a 925, progressively getting stronger. And he good. <laughs> For sure. And obviously the playoffs last year, forgettable for that entire organization. So I I won't like ding him too much just for that. Uh, Obviously, since he's still my top guy, but he's 24 years old, man. He is, he's got elite size, elite athleticism. He does everything that you want. He reads the play at a really high level. Uh, He's got the, the ability to make the crazy over the top desperation athletic saves. (laughs) Uh, that, that glove save he likes to make when he's going post to post and he, and he whips the glove behind him gets the full reach. He's made multiple of those glove saves and it is awesome. Every time it's one (laughs) is one of those saves that brings me out of my chair and just makes me just lose my, my ability to put words together. (laughs) And I just sort of sound like, come on. I mean, come on. Surprisingly accurate. <laughs> it's you just don't. There's just not words. It's just your face rolling the keyboard and pushing yeah, enter. Exactly. <laughs> it's you, insane, man. Like his ability to do that and then just dominate, just dominate. It doesn't always have to be flashy. And you know, so much of great goaltending isn't. It's positioning and reflexes, yeah. and and he's that guy. He's got great size. He combines it with elite athleticism. I remember telling people four or five years ago, this is the only goaltending prospect I've ever been excited about. <laughs> this is the only guy that I've ever watched as a youngster and been like, oh my God, he's going to take over the world. He's going yeah. to be amazing in the NHL one day. Because most of the time I watch goalie prospects and I'm like, Q, he stopped that putt. <laughs> he got not scored on. Q, nice. that's his job. <laughs> yep. But with Vasilevsky, it was just raw excitement. And then to see him play the way that he did last year. And like the last couple of years, this isn't like a one-off. He's so good, man. I'm regardless of the quality of the team in front of him. uh, You know, we didn't punish Gibson for that. We're not punishing Vasilevsky on the other end. Oh, well, your team is too good. Get out of here. He was amazing last year. Yeah. I mean, the watching the abs play them last year the first time was a, a, a great example of it. Oh, it was a great game. It's two powerhouse teams that ended up playing a one nothing game. And this was when the three headed monster, especially, was just losing their mind <laughs> at this time. Like they were yeah. scoring at will. And Vasilevsky just said no. 
Yeah, the only goal they scored that night got called yeah, back because <laughs> Jost lifted his leg a half second too soon off of the uh, off the blue line. Yep. Yep. Uh, who's ready for that next season? <laughs> yeah. It's okay. We won't go there. We don't need to go there. <laughs> yeah. Let's abort, abort, abort. <laughs> but but Vasilevsky, which is the point I'm trying to make, it's just you want he's the goalie you want in net against the the best shooters in the league. You would take him ten yeah. times out of ten. He's my guy anyway. Yeah, I I'm with you on that one. It, it's the, for the me. Twenty four years old is just a kicker, right? That he could do this for the next six years before you even start thinking about age. Absolutely, man. Um, I'm I'm of the opinion that the top two guys aren't even close, really. Yeah, I'm with you. I when when I sat down to make this list, I waffled hard on three through like eight. Yeah, I had where I was like, guys that was like, this, this is, could be this fifth. hard. Yeah, but like this was the easiest of all the lists because so we're doing defensemen tomorrow, and then we're doing wings, and then we're doing centers. Yep. Uh, I haven't like worked on. I haven't finished those lists, but I've started to to look at them, mm-hmm. and this was the hardest or the easiest one at one at one and two. Right. I, the one I where don't. it was like, oh, it's these two guys running and away and then else. <laughs> yeah. And then and then we'll see from there. Yeah. So it was uh the, which I was surprised about. I when I first sat down, I was like, "Ooh, I really don't know." I was like, "Vossi Gibson." Yeah, Vossi and Gibson, of course. <laughs> and then after that, it started coming up with tough decisions, but like for centers, it'll be like Connor McDavid. And yeah. then where do I go from there? Right, exactly. There's a yeah. lot of options. Yeah, for wings, I don't even know who I would have at number one right now. Um, obviously, Kucherov is a, an extreme temptation yeah, I, after what just happened. I think it's probably Kuch, but... But, you know, we don't live in a world where one season is all that matters. That's very true. So, you know. Yeah, it'll be... It, it, th- those will be fun lists to make. I don't. I really don't know who I have as my number one defenseman in the NHL. That's a hard question because answer. it can't. There's no way it could be Brent Burns after I railed on him so hard in public <laughs> during the during the postseason. Yeah, I don't think I'd have Ek there either. Nope. Damn. Not with the injuries, it's just he's not the same guy. But but that is for shows later this week. Yep. I think we're about wrapped up here. AJ, final thoughts on the best goalies in the NHL. Sure hope Philip Grubauer makes this list someday. Boy, wouldn't that be nice. <laughs> it would take top 10 in a heartbeat, I think, not top 5. Honest to God, if he really if he pushes hard for consideration, Colorado's probably won something serious. Yeah, I would I would think so, given that they would have been uh, much better seeded this past season if they got decent goaltending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, a story for another day. Certainly, certainly that's that's going to do it for this episode on the top goalies. It's a nice starting place for the upcoming draft, which I want to keep mentioning because we're both really excited about it. We want to see how it all shakes out. The second wave of invites, I believe, are out now, AJ. They are. They are out. Uh, wave one, we filled uh, the majority of the spots up. Second wave is out right, right now. And um, honestly, I'll just keep sending out waves of invites to people until we get to our 32. 
<clears throat> Hopefully have a couple of extra backups. Looking forward to everybody Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Going to be live yeah. casting. We're not sure how it's going to look yet, but going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm really looking forward to drafting that team and then talking about it and getting a couple of shows worth of content out of everything that happens. Yeah. I think it'll be a great time. So if you did sign up, be sure to check your emails and that will do it. We will talk to you tomorrow. If you're living in Colorado and you are craving some good old Southern barbecue, be sure to give Moe's Original Barbecue a try. My favorite thing about Moe's Original Barbecue is we are a Southern soul food revival. We make everything from scratch daily, house-made smoked meats, and customer service to the next level. That was Robbie Peoples, one of the managers over at Moe's Original Barbecue. And like he mentioned, they have incredible food, awesome customer service, and I think my favorite part is how cool the environment is in both of their locations. We have live music at Moe's at our south location, 3295 South Broadway, which is a full PA system, ticket sales. Uh, we have national bands, we have local bands. If you're a local band interested in playing, feel free to contact us at mosdenver.com. We would love to have you come down and play for a big old party at Mo's Original Barbecue. Not only do they have live music, but they also have a bowling alley and a dozen TVs with all of your favorite games on. They have two locations, one in downtown Denver off Broadway and 6th, and of course the other one that Robbie mentioned in Inglewood. I would recommend some Mo's to someone because we cater to all needs, a family-friendly atmosphere. We have Colorado beers on tap, all the games on the TVs. It will blow your mind with amazing barbecue.